Holy Ghost. Because I'm telling you, the Bible says that, why, that as Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell. Right in the middle of the preaching, God stepped in. And I'm going to tell you, he can do the same thing tonight. You don't have to wait until the altar call to get what you need from God. I've seen God perform miracles while I was preaching. I've watched God reach down and do things and touch people and heal people while I was preaching. And it can happen here tonight. Oh, somebody lift your faith. Somebody let your faith rise to the occasion tonight. Let's tap into the Spirit of God. Let's let God do something great in this house. Hallelujah. Let's begin to worship the Lord right now. It's Brother Merriman come. Oh, come on. Let's worship the Lord. Let's continue our worship right now. Jesus, we love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, let's magnify the Lord. Somebody call upon the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Come on, do you believe that? Is your miracle here tonight? Come on, are you hungry for your miracle? Come on, are you hungry for a miracle tonight? Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Amen. I believe God has a miracle for someone tonight. I believe it. Amen. Amen. Do you really believe it tonight? Amen. Do you have a hunger to see it tonight? Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I believe if we get a hunger for miracles, we'll start seeing miracles. Well... I believe if we get a hunger for a move of God, we'll see a move of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, Proverbs chapter 27. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Looking forward to what God's going to do. I believe God's spoken. He's going to speak to us tonight. I know He's talked to me. Amen. I just uh, believe God's going to do something here. Amen. If we will trust the Lord, if we will hear His word. Amen tonight. Amen. Proverbs chapter 27. Amen. One verse of scripture. Verse number 7. It says, The full soul loatheth an honeycomb, but to the hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. Praise God. Why don't you lift your hands unto the Lord. Let's one more time ask God to have his way here tonight. Jesus, we ask you, Lord, into this service. We ask your anointing upon each and every heart. God, I pray you would anoint our minds, anoint our spirits tonight. God, I want... Your word to come forth. God, anoint the lips of my mouth, Lord, to deliver this word according as you have given it to me, Jesus. We ask these things tonight, God. We need you in this house. God, we need your spirit tonight. We love you, Jesus, and thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. In Jesus' name, praise God. I'm telling you tonight, uh, the Proverbs 27 and 7 speaks uh, volumes to me. It says... It speaks of the full soul, loathing and honeycomb. Amen. At hungry souls. Amen. But hungry souls, every bitter thing is sweet. Praise God. Amen. I'm telling you, uh, the Word of God is sweet. Amen. The Word of God 
amen, is sweet. Amen. You know what? At times we say and understand with our mouth that it's sweet. Amen. But on occasion there's a word that comes forth that just sometimes tastes a little bitter to our flesh. Amen. Just doesn't taste as sweet. Man, I, I like the sweet words. Amen. But you know what? A hungry soul, a hungry soul loves the word of God. A hungry soul will taste and eat the word of God that's hungry for what it has to say. For, for a, a word that says, if you need a miracle tonight, a hungry soul that's desiring a miracle says, hey, I haven't seen it, but I'm going to get it. A hungry soul says, I'm going to consume that word tonight. I'm not letting that one pass by the table tonight. I'm going to consume it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab on to that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I tell you, uh, John the Baptist was a... Uh, Brother Riggin uh, spoke a little bit about him this morning, about being the greatest man ever, uh, men born of women, amen. It was a, a great man, and I'm telling you, he preached, amen, the word of God. He preached the coming of the Lord, amen. We read uh, where John the Baptist was baptizing, and uh, there were some Pharisees and, and some scribes and, and the religious uh, men of the day who had it all together, they just knew everything, were come out, amen, and he, uh, he, uh, he had some words for them, and he began to preach in, in Matthew 3, and verse 7 says, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said to them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth, therefore, fruits meet for repentance, amen. They didn't have a hunger for what John was preaching, they didn't have a desire to hear that word. Amen. But I tell you, the same word that John preached. Amen. We read in Acts 19, there were many that were baptized. Amen. That said, I was baptized of John. Did his message change? No. It was a matter of appetite. It was a matter of hunger. It was a matter of they were willing to consume what was being taught and preached or not. Amen. Some, amen, confessed. And some uh, confessed their sins. And some were baptized. But others, not so much. Amen. Others said, man, who is this guy? Ultimately, they beheaded John. Hallelujah. John's head was lifted off his shoulders. Amen. But many could testify. Amen. They said, I had consumed. Amen. I consumed. I'd come out with a hunger. I'd come out with a hunger. I was tired of what I was always being. I was tired of what I used to be. Amen. I was tired of living, amen, just a ho-hum life. I was tired of just a religious type life. I was tired of those telling me, amen, this and that. And, and it would never have felt it. But something was in John. Something in his voice. Yeah, he, he said we got to change. And I was, I was sinful. And I needed to change. But you know what? Something tasted good about that. Something was high. I was hungry for that. Amen. I'm telling you, we've got to have an attitude and appetite for the things of God. Hallelujah. In my house, my wife cooks dinner. She cooks one dinner. What I mean is the kids don't get anything. If they don't want to eat, I don't like this. I don't like that. You know what they eat? Nothing. Because mom's fixed dinner, you will eat it or you will starve. That is the policy. 
Amen. I'm telling you, God has a message. God has a word. Amen. I'm not into fixing 13 different meals for all my children. Amen. I don't have 13. got a lot of them, though. I'm not into fixing a bunch of different stuff. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. I'm telling you, God, amen, we've got to have an attitude. We've got to have an appetite for what's being preached. We've got to have an appetite. Does anybody have an appetite tonight? Does anybody have a desire? Amen. How long has it been? About five minutes since pastor said there's a miracle in the house. Amen. There's a miracle on the pew. There's somewhere in the midst of the preaching. Somebody's going to receive a miracle. Does somebody have still that hunger for the word that was taught, that word that was spoken? Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, God fed the children of Israel. He knew what they needed in the wilderness. He knew that there was a hunger there. He knew there was life that needed to be sustained. He knew what they needed and fed them with manna from heaven. Amen. He brought forth manna and the miracle bread. He brought forth, amen, from the sky every day. Amen. It was just laid out on the ground for them to come partake. On the sixth day, they would take twice as much. Amen. On the Sabbath, they didn't gather. Amen. But God fed them. Amen. They got what God fed them. They had an appetite. Amen. God fed them according to what they needed. Amen. But when their appetite just wasn't so much enjoying, amen, the manna from heaven, they started to complain. Say, I don't know if I really like the manna anymore. I'm really kind of getting tired of this old manna. I really just want something a little different. Do you think, God, you could give me something a little tastier than manna? Do you think there could be, come on, somebody. Amen. I'm talking about the word of the Lord. I'm talking about having an appetite for revival, having an appetite for something, amen, greater than what you're doing right now, greater than what you're seeing right now, a desire, amen, for revival greater than you've ever seen before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a hunger, amen, but they didn't desire that which the Lord was providing. Oh, it was good for a time. But you know what? I need some little flavor. I need some flavor. I need something a little more than that. Even so much so as they were in the midst of the desert, they said, you know what? I'm just going back to Egypt because there are leeks, there's onions, there's flavor back there. You know what? All I get is this old shabby. Come on. It's just the same old, same old. It's just, a, it's just the same manna every day. Amen. Why don't we just go back to the place, uh, amen, where I could eat, and eat at the flesh pots. Uh, amen. Amen. All the while forgetting. Uh, amen. As you dipped. Uh, amen. You ladled into the flesh pot. Uh, there was a taskmaster. Amen. Telling you how much you could take. Uh, amen. Waking you up. Amen. To go make brick. Uh, amen. Telling you to go build a building and build a city for a pharaoh, for an enemy. Amen. For a king. Amen. That had any, nothing for you but uh, death and destruction. Amen. All for the taste and the flavor. Amen. I'm telling you, we need an appetite for the things of God. We need an appetite. Amen. I'm trying to stroke amen, somebody's appetite tonight. Amen. We've got to get a hold. Amen. Get our appetites right. Get our appetites on the things of God. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. There's a saying that says something like this. You are what you eat. Amen. It's found it to be true. Amen. I found... That to be quite true. Amen. Do I look like a Sheridan's custard? <laughs> Praise God. Or a cheeseburger. Amen. Those are good. I like Freddy's too. Freddy's is good. They got custard. Amen. You are what you eat. Amen. I've struggled my whole life I've, I've, with, with weight. I've, I've always struggled with trying to be thin. I've always wanted to be thinner. I'm, I'm very aware of how it affects food, affects me and my body and my physical 
amen, being who I am, what I put in my mouth. I understand what happens when I eat pizza and ice cream, amen. In the moment, it's really good, amen. At the moment, it's very delicious and yummy and wonderful, and I love it, amen. But when I'm done, amen, I've usually eaten too much, and I'm too sick, amen, and I just thought, that was dumb, Amen. I see the scales just go up and up. And unhealthy. Amen. And my health. Amen. Not just my weight. Not just how I look. Amen. But inside. Amen. I, I'm increasing a risk for, for some medical condition, heart condition. Amen. Some kind of diet. Something's going on inside. I understand what I eat affects who I am. What I put inside this mouth, amen, changes, amen, who I am. It changes me. I'm not the same person I was, amen, 40 pounds ago. I'm not the same person, amen, I was when I was running three or four, five miles a day. I'm not the same person, amen. My attitude's different. Everything about me, I don't feel as good. I'm more tired. I'm weary. I don't feel like doing as much. Praise God, because I am what I eat. Confession good for the soul, I guess. Praise God. Amen. But you know what? Inside, not only the outside, but what I'm eating on affects the inside. Amen. The types of foods, heartburn. Oh, amen. Increased potentials for high cholesterol. You name it. What diseases, what issues can be led back to a poor diet, to poor health? Amen. From what I put inside of my mouth. Based upon just simply my appetite. Just simply what I have a hunger for. Amen. Could lead not only to these uh, uh, issues. Amen. But could lead to also an early grave if I'm not careful. Amen. It could lead to, to a heart attack that could kill me. That could kill us if we're not careful. Amen. I'm not trying to say stop eating bad stuff. It's probably a good idea. But I'm saying trying to draw a connection here between physical and spiritual. Amen. Our appetite spiritually affects who we are. Our appetite spiritually determines what we look like. Amen. And our attitude and how we feel when we come into the house of the Lord. What we feast on. Amen. I'm telling you what we have a desire. What we look at and says that looks good to me. And put in our spirit and put in our life amen affects you there's something going on on the inside but I'm telling you what it shows on the outside you can see who doesn't pray. You can see who doesn't fast. You can see amen who doesn't have an appetite for the things of the spirit Hallelujah. Amen. We can see it's very apparent. Amen. When you eat too much ice cream and pizza, what happens, right? Amen. Your pants get too tight and you can't fit in the seat and, and you just feel just, you just, people say, boy, they, man, they really gained weight. They kind of got, they put on a few pounds. I'm telling you, there's something about somebody who's spiritually, amen, malnourished, spiritually partaking Amen. Of junk food. Amen. You can see it in their life. Their trouble. Amen. I'm telling you, you're just a ticking time bomb. Amen. I'm telling you, we've got to change our appetite or you're going to be lost. You've got to change what you're consuming or you're going to be lost. Amen. You think, oh, I'm on the pew. I'm okay. As long as I'm telling you, just one day, just one moment, just one week time in your life. Amen. One opportunity. Amen. I'm telling you, because of an appetite. Amen. That feeds the flesh. Hallelujah. Solomon was the wisest man in this proverb. He said, the full soul, the full soul loathes the honeycomb. Man, many times we use that word loathe as in I hate it. I 
that's not what this word is actually meaning here. This word loathe, it says he loathes an honeycomb. This word, it, it literally means to tread down with the feet or to trample on. doesn't necessarily mean you hate it. It just means you don't, there's no temptation there. There's nothing, it just it means nothing to you. You have no desire for it. You've lost it. You've lost a desire for it. The honeycomb. Amen. Uh, you just walk over it. You just step on it. It's not a big deal. Amen. You, there's no desire. Hey, pick that up. We need that. I, I'm hungry. I, I'm th- no, no. The, fu- the soul is full. Therefore, I, I'm not hungry. I don't need that. I'm telling you, when you're full, you get done with Thanksgiving dinner. Amen. Come over and I'll put a piece of pie in front of you. You'll go, whew, I'm full. I don't need that. I'm telling you, you've just loathed my piece of pie. Amen. And Solomon, he said, a full soul has nothing to do with a honeycomb. It has nothing to do, amen, with the sweetness of a honeycomb. Amen. But on the contrary, amen, every hungry soul, anybody that's hungry, amen, even if there's a little taste of bitterness in it, even if it manages a generation of vipers repent, you know what's a little bit, I don't know, but I'm hungry. Amen. John baptized me. I've got to change. John, help me. I need a difference in my life. I need you to do something. Help me. Baptize me. I've got a hunger. I've got a hunger. Oh, it may be bitter. You may think it's bitterness, but I'm telling you, it's sweet to my taste. It's sweet to me. I'm hungry. It's sweet to what I, what I've, I know there's something inside, amen, that needs it, that desires it. Oh, hallelujah. Solomon, a person whose soul is full, has no desire for even the sweetness of a honeycomb. Amen. It's not that you hate it. It's just got no hunger for it. You can take it or leave it. It's good. I just got no room for it. I'm just stuffed. It's nice. Uh, honeycombs are good. I'm not saying that I, I'm just, man, I, I have no appetite for it. There's nothing in me that says I want The honeycomb. A full soul rejects the honeycomb. Hallelujah. No appetite for the honeycomb. Hallelujah. He didn't say the full belly. He said the full soul. Amen. He was wise. He understood. He he had something here. Amen. Everybody's got a spiritual appetite. Spiritually, that's similar to our physical appetite. Amen. We all have the restaurant that we like to go. We all have the favorite foods. We all have the things. Amen. Many of us get up in the morning and some are big breakfast eaters. Some aren't so much. And, and you have your routine spiritually you have, or physically. You, have, you eat big lunch or maybe you eat family dinner. There's things you do. Amen. There's no difference spiritually. Amen. I'm telling you, whatever you feast upon, Amen. Whatever you feast upon, whatever you're bringing into your soul that's filling your soul, amen, you have a routine. You have your favorites. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm talking to you today. Amen. You have your favorites that you fill up on. Amen. Whether it's two hours of YouTube, you're filling up on something. It's your favorite. 
Hallelujah. Whether it's the internet, whether it's things you shouldn't look at, I'm telling you, you're filling up on you. You got your favorites. You've got your social media that's your favorite. I got I can't live without this. You've got your time. Amen. You spend. Amen. But when's the last time? Amen. You put away. Amen. All that stuff. Amen. And said, God, I, I, I've heard the word. I've heard revival. I've heard Vision 300. I'm putting it all away. I've got an appetite for Vision 300. Do you even know what Vision 300 is? Do you even, does it even ring a bell in your mind? It's the vision of the church, a new life Pentecostal church. Full. How are we going to get there? Amen. Not with an appetite. Amen. Filling up our soul with the things of this world. We've got to have an appetite for the things of God. We've got to have an appetite. We wake up that says, you know what I want? You know what I want today? I want somebody to, that says, I'm hurting. I need somewhere to go, and I can find them. And I can tell them, I've got a church where the Lord will heal your spirit, where God can take your marriage and put it back together. Amen. I'm telling you, some here tonight staring at me like I'm an idiot, but I'm telling you, you've got no appetite for God. You've got zero appetite for the Lord. I'm telling you, you better get an appetite for God. You're on a road, amen, to a spiritual heart attack, to spiritual death. You better get an appetite for God. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Souls are being lost, going to hell. Amen. But I'm telling you, we've got to get an appetite. We've got to have a hunger. Amen. Amen. If you really had a hunger for miracles, amen. When pastor says, hey, I prepared for this service, praying for somebody to receive. Did we really pray? Did we really spend the day praying? Did we really, or, or are we saying with our mouth, oh, oh the honeycomb tastes, oh, it looks so good. Ooh, but man, I'm too full. Uh, you know what? I, you know what? That just looks delicious, but I'm just too full, amen, for the honeycomb tonight. I'm just too full for a miracle, what it's going to take to get a miracle. I've got no room for a miracle tonight pastor you just maybe Wednesday Thursday night maybe I'll have some room oh hallelujah amen I'm telling you what have we done what have we done what have we done with the word amen that's sweeter than the honeycomb what have we done with the vision what have we done with the prophecy of revival what have we done hallelujah Oh, hallelujah I'm trying to help us I want to I want to see revival amen hallelujah oh hallelujah however similar our spiritual and our physical appetites are. There's one thing for certain. If we fill our physical or spiritual stomachs with junk, we'll trample on the natural sweetness of that honeycomb. Amen. Solomon, his wisdom. Not only is this principle true, is this one true, but the opposite is true. If you're not full, if you come hungry, you're hungry, then... Even that which may have a bitter taste to others is going to taste sweet to you. Amen. You know, I'm going to use Brother Wisdom as an example because I think he's got a hunger for the Lord. He's got a hunger for God. He was talking about his schedule. He's got a schedule out. <laughs> the task keeps him on track. I'm thinking, man. And as he was, he just rattling off the list of things that he does. Within that list of daily tasks, there's one hour of outreach every day. And there's one to two hours of prayer every day. I went, hold on a second. You go out every day for an hour. 
yeah, I think that's what I should be doing, Lord. And it was just as though it was, that's what it's going to take. That's I just, that's what I do. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm talking about a hunger, a hunger. Hallelujah. When is the last time? Amen. Nobody's asked for wisdom to go out. I don't think to go out an hour a day. Amen. But you know what? I got a feeling. He's come to church. He didn't make this up. He didn't come up with this on his own. Amen. He heard something about, amen, filling up this building. He heard something about reaching the lost and says, okay, I want it too. That tastes good. I like that. Amen. An hour a day, if I were to say, you or the pastor said, an hour a day, you're going out. To some, it would be bitter. To some, you'd say, God, I've got too much to do. I've got this. I've got that. Amen. But I'm telling you, I'm not thinking he's going to tell you to go for an hour a day. Amen. But I'm telling you, to some, it would be bitter. Hallelujah. Oh, God, help us tonight. So why is this idea, this concept of the, uh, of the uh, full soul loathing the honeycomb? Why is this so important? Why was he warning us about? Was he just talking, amen, where, where is he going with this? What was he leading up to? And, and what was the purpose, amen, of warning us against rejecting the honeycomb? Psalms 19, verse 7 through 11. The law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Jesus says, search the scriptures for they testify of me. Making the wise simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. He was laying down some things here. The law the testimony of the Lord, the statutes, the commandment, the fear, the judgment of the Lord. He was speaking of the law and the prophets. He was speaking, amen, of the word of God. Amen. The psalmist was talking about all these things, these wonderful things of the word. Amen. He was talking about, uh, amen, this. Uh, everything there is within the front and back cover of this book. Uh, amen. All of these things. Uh, amen. Verse uh, uh, 10 says, more to be desired are they than gold. Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. When this no longer, amen, has a sweetness. When this no longer has, amen, you have an appetite for whatever this has to say. Amen. I'm telling you, you're in danger. Amen. You're in danger. Amen. I'm telling you, we've got to have an appetite for the word of God. We've got to have a hunger for the word of God. Amen. The laws of God, the commandments of God. Amen. And even right now, as the word of God's coming forth, do we have the hunger for what his word says? Amen. Verse 11 says, moreover, by them, by what? By these commandments, by the statutes, by the laws. By them is thy servant warned. And in keeping of these laws and testaments and commandments, there's a great reward. Hallelujah. Amen. The psalmist said it's sweeter to the soul than the honeycomb. The word of God. The things of God. Amen. But Solomon, he says, be careful because a full soul. They'll just step right over. They have no concern for what it says. They have no concern for the laws of God. No concern for the statutes of God. No concern, amen, what's preached across the pulpit. No concern for the vision of the man of God. How do you know? How can you tell it shows on the outside? It shows on the outside. 
It's not hard. It's hard. You think it's easy to conceal, but no, no. Amen. Amen. It's easy to tell. You can tell, amen, who's consumed the vision. You can tell who's consumed, amen, the burden of the Lord. You can tell who's consumed, amen, who is feasting upon the Word of God. Spiritual dinner time is when the man of God is preaching. I'm telling you, when God desires to feed you, it's when your pastor's standing behind this pulpit preaching to you. John 21, verse 15 through 17, Jesus is talking to Simon Peter. And three times he asked him, do you love me? His response was, feed, feed my lambs. Second time, Jesus said, feed my sheep. And the third time, he said again, feed my sheep. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're full when you get here, it's not because you're feasting on what's being preached. It's because you don't have an appetite for what's being preached. You don't have an appetite for preaching. You don't have an appetite, amen, amen, for what's coming across this desk. Amen. If you're not showing on the outside what's being preached across the desk, you don't have an appetite for the Word of God. Amen. You don't have an appetite. I'm telling you, if we're going to get there, amen, all the wonderful preaching, amen, we're never going to get there if we don't get an appetite for it. If we don't actually ingest this, if we don't get inside of us and let it start changing us and let us start shedding some of that spiritual weight that is on us, amen, and get to active and get some of this exercise and, and worship and praise and, and going forth and reaching out, we got to start consuming. Amen. I'm telling you what, there's a buffet. Amen. There's plenty to eat. Are we eating? Are we eating? But Jesus, he didn't actually have a flock of sheep. He wasn't asking the apostle Peter to go out and take them to pasture and you can take my these these lambs and then I got some of these guys here, you know, we're going to go to the cross so you go over here and take my sheep over. No, no, no. He's talking about us. He was talking about my people, his people. He was talking about the people that would come, amen, after him. Amen. He was saying, man of God, feed my sheep. Man of God, feed the flock. Whatever he feeds, it's going to nourish you. Whatever's being fed is going to water you. Amen. It's going to take care of your soul. Amen. It's going to feel, amen, that spiritual hunger if you've got an appetite for it. Amen. I'm telling you, you're not going to go hungry. Amen. You're not going to go hungry. Hallelujah. If you have an appetite for the preached word of God. Hallelujah. Our spiritual appetite ought to lend itself to a love of preaching. Titus 1 and 3 says, but he hath in due times manifested his word through preaching. We use that word manifested, amen, and thinking the spirit of God was manifest in the flesh. Amen. But I'm telling you what, you want God to come to you. You want God to speak to you. You want an answer, amen, in your life. You want to know how to deal with situations and struggles and doubts and fears. Amen. I'm telling you, as the preaching, as Bishop already talked about it, during the middle of the preaching, you can get your miracle. Why? Because it can be manifested through the preaching. My miracle, Pastor, You, they can, somebody can get it if you'll say, hey, I'm going to see it come to fruition during the middle of the Word of God. Amen. Because during the middle of the preaching... 
Amen. It's going to be manifest. Amen. I'm sick right now, but I'm going to have my miracle because it's going to be manifest through the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4 and 2 says, unto the, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached didn't profit them, not being mixed with faith, them that heard it. Didn't have an appetite, didn't believe it. Said, ah, I've heard this before, and I've heard that, and I've heard this, and you just kind of walk over it. You just walk over it, service after service, just kind of walk and step over. Well, revival, heard that one. Miracles, yep, heard that one. You know what, I could take it or leave it. You want to talk miracles tonight? We'll talk miracles, that's fine. I'm just going to sit here and you wait till you get done, and I've got a restaurant to get to. I've got a place, we got some fellowship to have. We've got some things we want to do after church. Would you hurry up? Amen. And just all the time, loathing, loathing the honeycomb. God's trying to build a church. God's trying to do a work. Amen. And souls aren't hungry for the things of God. Souls aren't hungry. I'm not saying all. I'm saying there's some tonight. If we all could get a hunger, amen, a better and greater appetite for the things of God. Amen. There's no telling what God could do. There's no telling what we could do. Hallelujah. There's no telling what you could do, church. There's no telling what I could do. If we'd get an appetite for the Lord. The last portion of this original scripture says, But to the hungry soul, every bitter thing is sweet. If we're full, we'll trample the truth, cast it aside. However, if we hunger, if we hunger, the word, no matter if it challenges our tradition, if it challenges us to do something more than we've done before, to go beyond where we are at the moment, amen, to go, we will not get vision 300, we will not reach there, we will not get there if all we have is an amen, and we sit back down, and we go out to our jobs, and we live our lives never changing our appetite, never changing what we do, never letting it change us, never letting us become soul-minded, soul-conscious, a people church, a loving church, a revival church, any of this ring a bell. It's what's been coming across the pulpit. Amen. How much of this have we consumed? And How much of this has it changed us? Amen. How much has it gotten into our spirit? You know, when you start to lose weight, people say, man, you're losing weight. I just mentioned that to Brother Golf the other day. He's looking... Trim and slim. Didn't mean to call you out. Sorry about that. I said, man, you're looking good. You look, I can tell you're losing weight. Hallelujah. You begin to change in your appearance when your appetite changes. You begin to do some things differently. If we always do what we've always done, we're always going to get what we always have gotten. Amen. Something has to change. Something ha We have got to change some behaviors. Amen. As big and awesome and as sweet and tasty as the honeycomb sounds, as revival sounds, do we have the hunger? 
God's trying to say, get the hunger. Get a hunger for this. Get a passion for this. Get a desire. Let this be a step. Maybe some of you are thinking, man, that's kind of a bitter pill tonight. And I apologize. I'm not pastor. Amen. It may taste bitter, but if you're hungry, can it, can it, you try to make it sweet? Can, can you try to get it down tonight? Amen. Not because of me, because God's trying to say, hey, listen, you're going to have to change some things. You're going to have to be more outward minded. You're going to have to get up and pray in the morning. You're going to have to get early to church and pray. You're going to have to be on time. Amen. You're going to have to get, amen, to the spiritual gym. Amen. And work out. Out. You're going to have to do some things differently. We're going to have to change. We're going to have to get the attitude and the, a- the appetite for something greater. Amen. The vision. Amen. Many times what they say to motivate you. Amen. Is, is take a, either an old picture of yourself or, or take, a, take a picture of what you used to look like or, 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 or set some somewhere in a, in a mirror or somewhere and say, These, this is what I want to be. This is what I want to do. This is the amount of weight I want to lose. This is the goals. This is how much weight I want to lift. This is how much uh, miles I want to run. And put it in front of you every day. Amen. Amen. To motivate you, to get you excited. Because days you're going to wake up and go, man, I just don't feel like exercising. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like the salad. I feel like the ice cream. I feel like chicken wings. But you know what? Chicken wings aren't going to get you to where you want to be. Amen. Casting that aside or sleeping that extra half hour or an hour isn't going to get us where we need to be. It's not going to get us to the place where you need to be. It's not going to make us what, it's not going to change us. We're not going to look in the mirror in six months and go, wow, look what I've become. Wow, look how I've changed. Wow, look, amen, amen, at the, at the muscle definition. And look at all the weight that I've, my numbers, my blood pressure's better. I'm healthier. Amen, the doctor said I'm doing great. Amen, I, I feel I've got energy. I've got some excitement. I, man, I feel great about what's going on. Amen, wouldn't you like to feel that way spiritually? Wouldn't you like to feel that way about, amen, praying, amen, and working out? You know what, it's tough, amen, to get up and to do these things, amen, it's tough to get excited, amen, but you know what, after a while you start to see some results, amen, you know what, sometimes the biggest culprit is you quit too soon, we quit too fast, amen, because I didn't see results, it's been two weeks, it's been, man, all I do, all I am is sore, we give up and we quit, Amen. We go back to our old ways of eating. Amen. But I'm telling you what, if you truly want to be different, if we truly want to be what God has called us to be, amen, we're going to have to put ourselves, put ourselves to the test. And we're going to have to put ourselves on a long-haul plan, a long-term plan. Amen of prayer. Amen. That's an update. Uh, you know, I struggled a little bit today, but it's not about just today. It's about this week. It's about next week. It's about this year. Amen. It's about next year. Amen. It's about getting to 75. Amen. It's about getting to 150. Amen. Amen, I'm going to get there one prayer at a time, one day at a time. Man, I overslept a little bit today. You know what? Tomorrow I'm going to get up. I'm going to work out tomorrow. I'm going to pray tomorrow. I'm going to do what I need. It's about attitude. It's about appetite. God's given us this promise to, to those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst. After righteousness, for they shall be filled. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hunger. Oh, God, give us a hunger. Give us an appetite. Give us an appetite. Amen. On the opposite contrary, if we hunger and thirst after unrighteousness, 
also we will be filled. The devil will be sure to fill you with unrighteousness. If you are hungry for unrighteousness, if you seek unrighteousness, amen. Hallelujah. Proverbs 27 and 7 says the full soul loathes the honeycomb. Where do we find righteousness? Through prayer, through church, amen. Through reading the Word of God, through to reach out and amen, through the Word of God, hearing the Word of God and saying, I'm going to start doing that. Hallelujah. Sources of unrighteousness. Amen. Music we listen to. Friends that influence us more than we influence them. Oh, hallelujah. The things that we partake of. Amen. Hollywood and all of its vileness. I'm telling you, I'm so disgusted and sickened by Hollywood pushing their sin upon all of us, upon this country, upon this world. Where do you think the homosexual agenda is coming from? Where do you think, amen, all of this nonsense is coming from? We'll sit because it's not a television, because it's not, we'll sit and we'll watch a, a DVD that we think is okay. We'll sit and watch YouTube. We'll sit and, I'm telling you, video. We'll, we'll consume Hollywood, but it's not breaking the law, but we'll consume it. And we'll come into the house of the Lord full of junk, full and say, prayer, fasting. It sounds good. Revival, it's great. I don't have an appetite for that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sister Becker, would you please come? I didn't think we were going to peel paint off the walls tonight. But I'm telling you, God spoke to my heart. Thursday night, I was right there. about this message tonight. I know the Lord spoke to us, has spoken to me. I sure hope that this vessel has done a I just pray tonight that we've heard what God intended to say. We have a spiritual and a carnal man within each of us. Whichever one we feed is the one that's going to be the strongest. You know, Brother Wisdom, he, uh, he, he occasionally comes to our Wednesday night Bible studies in Gardner, and he's always, it's always good to have him.
church, listen, if we want a church here, we've got to want a church here. And by wanting a church here, by wanting souls to fill pews and to fill chairs, I told them we're going to have to put away some things. I told them, I said, listen, we're going to have to focus on the Holy Ghost and Spirit of God, His holiness. We got to focus on revival and outreach. I said, when you wake up, you got to have a hunger for God. We've got to want this downside inside of us more than we want anything. I told them, I, I told them just the same, and I said, listen, we're full. We are a full people. This world, this uh, Americans are full. We're entertained. We're full of entertainment. We're full of ourselves. We're full of our own things, what we want to do. And I told every one of them sitting there, I said, listen, every one of you need to be praying about what's getting in the way in your life. Oh, Brother Adams had the Holy Ghost just a handful of months. I said, listen, you got family, you got friends, you got people you want to get, receive the Holy Ghost. You pray for them. We need to ask. I said, may very well just have to be laying some things down. What's your appetite? Are you hungry enough for it? Are you willing to, are you, I said, are you willing to turn Hollywood off in your home? Are you willing to do that? Because you know what? Hollywood's in opposition of your family being saved. They don't want your family to be saved. They don't want your children to be saved. You want your children raised to love God, to love the things of God? Do you realize what's happening whenever you feast upon those things? You're filling your children. You're filling your family with junk. And he looked at me like, I never thought of it. Talked to me the other day about somewhere he had been. He said, you know, we went. Man, I just didn't feel right about being there, Pastor. I just didn't feel right about, and I just, I'm not going back there. about the Word of God this morning. Dinner served. Dinner was served this morning. Same meal that he's serving in Africa. Men and women falling on their face. Because they're hungry. They're seeking after but they just never heard it before.
get so used to the honeycomb. We get so used to the sweetness of the honeycomb. Brother Wisdom, he asked me, how do you change your appetite, Brother Merriman? How? You know, I didn't really have a great answer for him Wednesday night. really didn't have the best answer. Should have just told him, ask your pastor. thinking. God laid this on my heart Thursday. He said, Reverend, this topic we talk about tonight. How do you change your appetite? You may be sitting here, I'm not just talking about I'm not here just to put anybody over the head and say what's wrong with that God to me. Maybe God's trying to talk to you tonight. God's trying to tell you you can change your appetite. There's a few things that you can do to change your appetite. There's a few things we can do, amen, to, to change what tastes good to us. Amen. There's a few things that can happen. But you know what it's got to take? It's got to take us. Something's got to happen in us. There's got to be a motivation to change. There's got to be a motivation to want to change, to, to I, you know what, I'm, I, I don't want to eat this here, this junk and, and be unhealthy. I, I, I want to come to church and, and this to be sweet to my taste and this to be what I desire and, and this to be what fills my soul. And, and whenever I come to church, I want to be hungry. I, I want to be hungry. There's got to be something within us. There's got to be something that changes us. Many people, their souls that you see them and never walked a day of their life, never exercised a day in their life, never ate healthy a day in their life, never did anything to care. And then you know what? You hear so-and-so had a stroke. So-and-so had a heart attack. They almost died. Man, that's crazy. Well, you know, did really concern himself too much with diet and exercise. Man, he has kids, he's got a wife and family. You'd think that would be a motivation. Well, you know what? He never did. He was concerned about going out in good time and having fun. And, and But somewhere in that hospital room, somewhere he has a meet and greet with a doctor that says, if you want to live to see your grandchildren. If you want to live to see your family into an old age. If you want to be, if you want to bounce grandbabies on your knee. You're going to have to change the way you're eating. You're going to have to change the way. You have to change your sedentary lifestyle. And there are those that you see out there, they're walking the track. They're walking that track. That's all they can do, but you know what? I almost died. Almost lost my life. Almost wasn't here for my wife. Almost wasn't here for my children. 
It's all I can do. Oh, kind of windy. But I'm going to do it. And you see them over a course of time. They lose weight. Changing their health. Amen. I remember Brother, Brother Bass when he came. He had some health issues, some cancer, I believe. That totally radically changed his diet. He lost a bunch of weight. Got rid of his cancer. something like that to happen to you. Don't wait, amen, for something like that to happen to you. Don't wait for a spiritual heart attack to take place. Don't wait, amen, for a spouse to say, I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm talking a spiritual heart attack. Don't wait till you fall in temptation. Don't wait, amen. You feast upon perversion. You feast upon pornography. I'm telling you, you're going to fall. And you're going to fall hard. Stop feasting upon the things that you're looking at. You're going to lose your family. You're going to lose your children. Do you hear me tonight? God's reaching for somebody. You're about to have a heart attack. Come on, your marriage is about to explode, implode. Your children, you don't know what's going on, what's up from down. Oh, hallelujah. Young person in your mind, on the outside, you think you got everybody fooled, but I'm telling you. Oh, hallelujah. You're contemplating some crazy things. You're contemplating some wild things you never dreamed you would dream. Oh, I'm talking to you today. You're consuming stuff behind your parents' back. You're consuming junk. Oh, come on. I want revival. We got to get healthy. We got to get healthy. We got to change. Amen. Don't wait for a major heart attack. You know, another way. Come on, we can do this. There's another way. There's hope another way. It doesn't have to take some tragedy. It doesn't have to take a car wreck. It doesn't have to take something. And I'm not preaching gloom and doom. I'm not trying to convince you that's what's going to happen. But I'm saying that can happen. That's a possibility. But there's another chance. There's another hope. There's another possibility. Amen. What is that you say? you got to wake up one day. Amen. And somebody, I'm telling you, uh, there's been people that wake up and say, you know what? I'm just, they try to go and button, and they try to put the clothes, and they just go, I'm tired. I'm tired of waking up like this. I'm tired of feeling worn out and tired. I'm tired of not being able to lift my hands. I'm tired of not being able, amen, to fit, amen, my clothes. I'm tired, amen, of the way my life is. And you know what they do? They go get some help, they start asking folks like Sister Reba. Amen. I know you you try to, I know you can help. I know is there a way I can sign up for a, a class? I, I don't know what, I don't know anything. I just know that I need help to change. I want to change. I don't want to end up on a, I don't want to end up with a, I want to change my attitude, my appetite. I want God, something for me. I've got to do it now. 
and you wake up and come to the realization, why am I living this way? Why am I doing this? Why am I frustrated? Why am I so sick of myself? Why am I beating myself up? Why am I depressed? Come on, somebody. I mean, there's a spiritual hunger. Why am I depressed? Why am I lonely? Why do we argue all the time? Why is there so much going on? So much trouble on every hand. God, amen, somebody needs to come to the doctor and say, listen. Somebody needs to come to the altar and say, okay, God, I've been consuming some bad things. I've been eating unhealthy. I've been living a sedentary lifestyle. Come on. We can make the change. We can make the change. We can choose. I choose life. I'm going to make a plea with us tonight. To understand how important it is for you to consume the Word of God that's served across this pulpit. To desire an appetite. Okay, why do I have it? There's some other things I'm filling up with. i got to identify what I'm filling up with. I've got to identify what I'm consuming full of it. I feed on it. It's what I think about during the day. It's what I think about during the night. It's what I talk about with others in the church. It's all I can think about is this one and that one. I'm full of bitterness and hate. has prompted them. There are some that are concerned with Brother Reagan going to Africa, being gone, being away, being away from here. It's really chafed you. It's really bothered you. It's really been a concern, been an excuse really not to do anything for God. It's really just been an excuse to talk about the pastor. It's really what it is, just an excuse to be not worship and not pray and not have revival. That's what it is, just an excuse. But the words God's come across and said, you know what, hey, we got to get that out of your heart. Did you consume that message? Did we consume that? Did we say, okay, I'm going to do everything I can to get that out of my heart. I, I'm going to stop worrying about when he goes. I'm going to start, you know what, here's how what I'm going to do. Every time I get a, a spirit, something that rises up that says, you know what, I don't, I don't, I can't believe he's going, well, hold on a second, I'm not eating that pill, I'm not eating at that table, you know what I'm going to do, I'm going to come over here and start praying when he gets there, that he has an effectual door that's open, 
That's a change of attitude and appetite. Pastor, I'm praying for you. I know you're going to be gone, but I'm not going to talk about this anymore. I'm changing my appetite. I'm changing my appetite. It was preached. It was delivered. Amen. But we didn't eat it. Somebody did not consume that. Amen. It was the honeycomb, and you stepped right over it. You said, ah. talking to somebody today. We realize six out of the last nine sermons have been preached over this pulpit by Bishop Brown. Have we done anything? How have we, what have we done with what was fed to us? Have we because when we eat, we are what we eat. Are we? Is it beginning to change us? Is it beginning to? Well, what has been preached? What, what's been coming across? To, amen. Well, it started with renewing the vision. And it's really been since then expanding the vision. Are we consuming this? You know what we, we should do? We should see signs of, man, you're really starting to look different. Man, there's really the prayers. Really, oh, man, 515. There's prayer. Wow, 9.15, they're here. Wow, this, I'm eating this, Pastor. I'm consuming what you're feeding. I, I want to be here early for prayer. I, I want to really see revival because I'm consuming what you're feeding me. Amen. Don't complain when it's gone when you won't eat what he's fixing when he's here. Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand tonight. Probably made a lot of enemies, but I still hope for you. I'm telling you, God's reaching for the... That's how we're going to get there. All this renewing the vision, expanding the vision, and becoming the vision, and and doing all this stuff. The only way you're going to get there, church, the only way I'm going to see it happen is if I start changing some behavior, start changing my appetite, and stop sitting back during altar calls, stop sitting back during worship service. If If you don't just worship during worship service, you're full. If you've got to be prompted, you're full. If somebody has to say, come on, come on, come on, come on, we're full. We're full. If during pre-service prayer, somebody gets up and says, come on, let's pray, we're full. Amen. But you know what? We can start saying, hey, I'm going to try. I'm going I'm to start. You know what? You start eating healthier. At first, it's like, man, it's, I'm just I'm not sure I'm used to this. Yeah, but it's healthy. It's good for you. And in time, you know what? You stop drinking pop. In time, you're going to take a drink of pop. Man, how did I ever drink that stuff before? I'm telling you, your appetite will change. Your taste will change. Your desires will change. Hallelujah. You'll start saying, hey, this feels good. Amen. I'm telling you. Talk about how good Sister Regan cooks. I have no doubt in my mind. She is a good cook. But I'm here to tell you, this supper time, Bishop Regan stands to this point. church. 
at supper time. And he says, hey, getting ready to set out plates. I'm going to start serving. You get a second helping. How about this? You want a third? And you start, you start amening. You start standing up and saying, I'm with you, Pastor. Amen. Just like when you're in a house, amen, at dinner time. Amen. Them little kids, they know how to get seconds. I want more. Can I have more of this? Can I have more of that? Amen. And I'll tell you what, you start serving. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I'm not making anything extra special, but you know what? When we got Braden and Kate, they don't think they ever knew what green or beans stood for. Amen. But now they eat them. They love them. It's part of who they are. They like green beans. They like vegetables. Amen. It wasn't the original taste uh, when we got them and brought them in our home. Amen. But you know what? We put it in front of them. Amen. They got hungry enough. They weren't going to the cupboards to feed themselves. You're hungry. You'll eat green beans. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, supper time, that new life doesn't get any better. Pastors serving up dinner. When it's serving up what your soul needs. Oh, come on. Sometimes you think that's a little bitter. But to every hungry soul, every bitter thing will taste sweet. When the sweet is bitter, we got problems. appetite for what's being served. Let's develop a taste. Amen. Let's develop a taste for the Word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I end on this. When we show up in the house of the Lord, when you show up at the dinner table, you either show up hungry I need a miracle. You said miracle, pastors. You said, did you say miracle here tonight? Did you say healing? Did you say miracle? Uh, I think I heard because I'm having problems with my back. I'm having problems with headaches. I can't concentrate at work. You said miracle. Uh, 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 You said uh, I could eat. I'll take one. I'll take two. Feed me, Pastor. Tell me more about this miracle. Come on, somebody. What do you got a hunger for tonight? Come on, look in the spiritual mirror and say, hey, you know what? I might not look like what I see. I might not look what what I see in the mirror. But I'm tired of this. I'm going to look at what I used to be, how I used to pray, how I used to seek God, how, how I used to fast, how I used to worship some of you under the sound of my voice you don't run the aisles anymore you question everything that comes across the pulpit you don't shout you don't worship the altars are open I'm not if you feel obliged to come tonight you're welcome
trust my burden tonight. We need an appetite for the Holy Ghost, for the things of God, for the Word of God. It'll change us. You'll see your life start taking shape. Man, I see some changes. It's a whole lot easier to lift that weight than it was two weeks ago. It sure is a whole lot easier to pray than it was a couple weeks ago. It sure is a whole lot easier to fast this week than it was a couple weeks ago. Why? Because you're getting stronger. Man, you know what? I'm learning how this, this, this healthy food sure is tasting good. And I sure enjoy the taste of what I hear across this pulpit. find a place to pray. Hallelujah. Pray, God, give me an appetite for your spirit, for your word. Give me an appetite, God. Help me to change my appetite. I want to see the vision. I want to see souls filled with the Holy Ghost. How's it going to happen? Because I'm going to change. I'm going to reach out. I'm going to go find somebody. Come on, let's dig deep tonight. Come on, let's dig in our spirit. Let's pray. Let's pray.
I love you, Jesus.